you said you had so many things planned out that you wanted us to discuss. Yeah. Oh, what? And here oh, we are yeah. with the well, opportunity of an hour on the road. I can't even think of any of them. And you can't even think of any of them. Oh, cool. Look, I handled 75% of the last podcast. This one's on you. I'm driving. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it ain't my fault. <laughs> I was sick. I even put an apology text uh, on the video did. saying, you know, I'm sorry, I wanted to be more a part of this, but I couldn't talk. And I want y'all to suffer and having to hear my voice. Oh, boy. You know, this the whole time. Uh, uh, that, that's so you could be like, Flat Earth? That's all shaggy. I don't know about Flat Earth. <laughs> no comprende. <laughs> no Nintendo. No Nintendo. Uh, all right, so... some editing <laughs> I'm drawing a blank I had a bunch of things oh we can talk about the moon yeah that's a good one that's one of the ones that this kind of goes along with the whole uh, flat earth idea has G heard anything about this have you talked uh, about any of this okay he's like let me out we're not doing another flat earth paracast no 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 no, no, no we're not that is loyalty right there. Now we uh, the the thing with the moon, how it's uh, there's a couple different things about the moon that are interesting. But just you know, going back to the moon landing hoax, uh, man, oh man, if you if you if you take 10, 15 minutes and look at the evidence, you'll find you're gonna come away with at least one thing for sure. The footage that they've shown us, the video and the photographic footage, is garbage. It's not real. It can't be. It's a soundstage. Now, that doesn't mean they didn't go. It's not Steven Spielberg, for sure. No. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not Stanley Kubrick, either. <laughs> but what there's, there's basically, you've got basically three camps. you got the camp that most of the people are in that says, we went to the moon, you know, shut up, everything's good, go back to sleep, you know, okay. That's probably not a fair assessment of what they believe, but basically they believe everything that they're told from NASA. They went to the moon, all that good stuff. Then you got the second camp that says we we didn't go because we can't go. They don't have the technology, what, whatever. I, I haven't really looked much into that camp, but they're pretty adamant about, you know, didn't go, can't go, won't go, all that kind of stuff. I say, and I don't, I'm not going to speak for you gentlemen, but I, I fall in a third category that says... We went, well, well, I'm going to preface this by saying I used to be. <laughs> the whole flat earth stuff kind of raises some questions about going to the moon at all. But again, that's a separate podcast. So so keeping with the mindset that we do live in a heliocentric modeled universe and there's a moon we could actually go to. Let's just start from, from that premise. Uh, I would fall in a third camp that says we went, but we 
The regular. Didn't actually see the footage. Oh, none of it. The, we, the accurate footage. Yep. They haven't the shown us the video or the photographic evidence of it, and that would be because of what they found. Um, they're not going to show us. They're not going to release that to the public. So. Well, you know, in, in the they say in the future, like NASA, you know, you ever seen the movie, uh, The Martian? Yes. You know how the NASA was actually public. You know anything they they, they show on satellite, they had to release to the public, right? Because of their their, uh, their law or whatever. Now back then. But that's garbage. That's not even true. That was never true, from what I've heard. And and here's an example. They just recently released, and I think they're supposed to do some kind of a documentary or something about it, where there was music in space that the uh, early missions uh, in orbit. That I, I don't think it was the trip to the moon, supposedly, but it was something. I have to look this up again. But the astronauts reported hearing some kind of space music. I heard about that. Right. Well, yeah. they they classified it. NASA classified it. They didn't let it out, and that's because what a lot of people don't realize is NASA is not a public organization. It's a it's a private. Well, it's it's a military thing, and they're not they got, about they got, the government has to be like, what do you, what do you got? Oh you can't yeah, show that. you can't show that. Absolutely, you can't they're show not that gonna. Selfie, by the way, you can't do yep. that. Basically, they're not so, letting that stuff out. If we went to the moon, there's a physical moon. Well, that would be yeah. That's the thing. You know, if 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 we did actually go to the moon, then it's a it's a um, what would you call it? A, it's physical. It's, it's it's actually real. It's not a projection. Right now, now now see now that breaks down into two more ideas. And if you look at the evidence of uh, Crow Triple Seven on YouTube, he uh, this mic's driving me crazy. I keep feeling like I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> it's fine though. It's just yeah, my imagination. It's, yeah, it's just you. Um, if you look at the work of Crow Triple Seven on YouTube, he he looks uh, at a lot of things, but all of it is moon related. But the thing that got my attention was the lunar wave anomaly that he captured. And if it was just him, then you could say, ah, well, you know, he hoaxed it or whatever. Now, he shows, you know, he breaks down the math and and shows you that, you know, why it proves that he didn't fake it. But still, that's one guy. He can say whatever he wants. He he can, you know, however he wants to prove that he didn't fake it. But when he put out the call to other people and he told them the predicted time to look throughout the year, like the winter and summer solstice, well, he got a guy from Houston was, now this has been a while since I looked into it, but the last guy to capture this phenomenon, and it was the seventh time, I believe, uh, was in Houston. Mm-hmm. And totally independent, did not know the guy. He just put it out there for anybody to do. And what it is, when you catch this thing, it is weird looking. There is this, the best way I can describe it, it's like uh, when you have an old VCR tape and you're watching it, and there that that line that would form at the bottom of the TV and it would roll up. It's just slowly. A, yeah, it's just a, a, a problem with the tape. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like in his video footage. You saw this line at the bottom of the moon, and it just ripples all the way across the entire face of the moon. And I was like, "What am I looking at here? What what is going on right now?" And what his idea is that there's two possible theories with this. It was like One, a, a refreshing. Right. Well, well, one is that the whole moon is fake. It's just a holographic image of some kind. The other one is that, and this is probably more plausible, I guess, well, you know, excluding the flat earth idea, that 
it may be something like a freaking Death Star. You know, it's some kind of giant ancient spacecraft. And the moon surface that we see right now looking out our window mm-hmm. is actually a holographic image that's being projected over it. And that ripple is, like you just said, a resetting of the holographic. Like a refresh rate from like a, a television, like a CRT. Exactly. You know, old bubble screen. Because mm-hmm. if you record them on camera, you see that wave, you know, like it's because it's refreshing. Right. That's a total trip. Because, And that's the thing about our moon. Our moon is anomalous. It's not normal. Based on what they tell us they see out in space... Our moon is bigger than it should be, closer than it should be. All these weird things about it that just don't seem to make sense. Um, so I don't know. I mean, uh, and others have proposed for years that the moon was towed into orbit, or that you know, there's been different theories. But the the idea of the the moon hoax landing um, goes back to that that one documentary we saw um, by uh, Jay Widener, and he had the movie showing uh, talking about Stanley Kubrick and how the the famous director Stanley Kubrick they got whoever they are you know the shadowy elites the you know secret government cabal whatever whatever name you want to put on them that they got Stanley Kubrick to be the director for the faking of the moon landing and they filmed it some would actually say this makes sense you know out in area 51 and that's one of the reasons why that area that is so secretive, because that's the set for the moon landing. Um, and some would even say that's also the set where the Mars rovers are rolling around right now, that they're not actually on Mars. <laughs> they're freaking in, in Area 51. Um, but Stanley Kubrick, he actually was supposedly the director to film uh the moon landing hoax and he did it with front screen projection now Jay Widener shows in his documentary uh, good evidence that I think will just it, it'll really it'll blow your mind it's that shocking and I can't remember right now what his freaking documentary is called it's driving me crazy it's, but, him, it's like 60 over here that's why he's like Bolton ahead of you oh crap okay. <laughs> um, he's Michael Bolton ahead of me uh, yeah pretty much but, but uh they um so they so they got him to do it and and there's a lot of good evidence uh, that front screen projection was used in the faking of the footage that we saw but Stanley Kubrick he's thinking he's going to actually be part of this elite group but he finds out real quick that they're not letting him in they just used him and his last movie that he did was Eyes Wide Shut and he died during the making of that movie and it was reported that he was so paranoid that he would he was uh, he would be in a golf cart with a loaded shotgun going around his property, you know, uh, you know, because he was freaked out that they were going to get him. And he did die before that that film was finished. And they got somebody else to come in and do it. And people that knew him, from what I understand, people that knew him personally said that's not that was not the vision he had. That they changed something about that movie. And if you know anything about Eyes Wide Shut. Have you ever seen that, G? I didn't ask John because I know better. Um, <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut with, uh, <clears throat> what's his name, uh, Tom Cruise and, uh, damn it. That I, heard, I heard of it, I've never seen it. Steven Seagal. No. <laughs> the, the girl. Van Damme. Uh, his wife in the movie who was also his wife in real life. 
I heard um, it. I've never seen it. I can't think of her name. And anybody that knows is like screaming at their TV right now. Reese Witherspoon. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. Nah, but um, uh, damn, I almost had it. God dang it! It was right there. <laughs> it was right there. Um, yeah. But but anyhow, so uh, that movie, you know, really shows that the idea of the secret societies and, and what they do behind closed doors, and it's really weird. But his remake, or his or his movie adaption of Stephen King's uh, book, The Shining, right, uh, was totally different from the book. There were so many things that were changed, and the way uh, Jay Widener explains it in his in his documentary is that every time he made a major change to the storyline, he was saying he was telling us something, and he basically <clears throat> took. The, the book, The Shining, and he told the movie, I mean, he, you know, he told the story from the book, but he used that as a platform to tell the world in a cryptic format that he was the guy that faked the moon landing and what it did to him and, and everything that was oh, involved. Oh, like, like kind of like, in, in like, in the different terms, he was just saying, like, I did it, but saying it in a different way. Yeah, because right? he can't say it. Yeah, right. he can't be like, hey, I made the fool the moon landing by the way you know exactly I'm, she's, she's, she's just like hey let's record this this desert you know make it seem like you know I'm recording something but I'm really showing you this is how I recorded the moon landing by the way exactly and like and he starts the, the film out um, the main characters uh, Jack Nicholson and his yeah, family I watched the movie now I, I heard about oh, it dude, I this is a trip they show on their way to show up to the um the hotel, which I cannot remember what it's called now. The Overlook, I think is what it is. Overlook Hotel. Um, in the book, they're in a... And this this will tell you what I'm talking about. This is so subtle, but it's so smack in the face. They're in a yellow VW Bug Volkswagen. In the book. Uh-huh. In the movie adaption, he has them in a red one. And right at the beginning, they roll by a, a car wreck scene. And the car that's wrecked is a yellow VW Bug, and it is destroyed. And they slow down, they all look at it, and then they keep rolling on by. That's not in the book. That was, and this is Jay Widener's idea, that was Stanley Kubrick telling Stephen King, this is your story, but I'm hijacking it. I'm taking it, and I'm going to tell my story through your thing. And that's right at the beginning of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, it goes on, and there's so many other just jaw-dropping things, but the one that got me the most that made everybody go, what the hell? He's, <laughs> there's a scene where the little boy, he's got a, a ball, he's rolling this ball. At one point, he rolls it, and the ball never comes back, and he just keeps playing with his trucks like, like so what? So, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But the trucks that he have are all laid out in a position that's like the the NASA like when the rockets would take off and it looks like the landing pad in other words and the the carpet pattern looks like the landing pad and he's got these trucks and everything but like Jay Widener points out but where's the rocket well at, at one point the ball comes rolling back well Danny is the name of the boys uh, is the boy's name well he goes to stand up to see where the ball came from and they pan the shot back out and he's got this crudely sewn rocket with USA on his shirt, a big rocket. And as he stands up, that's the rocket taking off. Mm-hmm. Now he walks over to the room where the ball came from. And the room number was like 
I won't get this right, but that's the number isn't the point. The number on the door was actually changed from the original number in the story to the number of the miles distance from the Earth to the moon. That was Danny being the rocket flying over to the moon. Uh-huh. That has nothing to do with the story of The Shining at all. That was just, it was jaw-dropping, dude, to see that. Stanley Kubrick worked all that in there, and he was... That was just another one of the ways he was letting out that he's the one that faked the moon landing. And that room that was the the moon room, the number, was the room where all the activity happened. It was the bad room, the room you wasn't supposed to go in, the room you wasn't supposed to talk about. That is crazy, dude. And that's just one little piece. It was the biggest one. It was the one that really just... There wasn't one person I've shown that documentary to that didn't get to that point and be like jaw on the floor like what mm-hmm. it was nuts but yeah I think um, personally I think the photos and the videos that we've seen of the moon they're, they're fake and, and and I can prove I mean I can't I know they're fake you can go to the Museum of National of Natural Science here in uh, Houston and you go to the planetarium and when you're waiting in line, you got this round corridor where you go around and get to the planetarium, and they got these ginormica pictures that are the moon pictures, and they're blown up and they're plastered on the wall. And you can see one of the telltale signs of, it, of fakery where the cameras that the astronauts supposedly used on the moon had these crosshairs etched into the glass of the lens. Nothing could be in front of the crosshairs, it's not possible. Yeah. Okay. In that photo, you can see some kind of white bag or some kind of device that they would have used, and it's clearly in front of the crosshair in the photo that they've blown up for you to stare at <laughs> while you're in line waiting to go to the planetarium. <laughs> and it's just one of several images of, or several objects that are in front of the crosshairs. Well, that's not possible unless you're dealing with photo fakery. Now, after some of this stuff came out, they, they, they came out and admitted that they had some staged photos for, um, you know, what was the promotional purposes. Uh-huh. These photos are beautiful. I mean, they're like epic, you know, but they're all, they're, but they, they're staged and they claim they are. <clears throat> but some of the, what, the video footage, okay, well, here's an example. Well, you see the, the video footage, you know, when the limb is lowered, the rocket ship that they were in, as it's lowered to the moon, it's got the... The thrust booster, I can't remember what they call it, but it's it's to, so it lands softly, right? So it's got a yeah. rocket, an aft mm-hmm. booster or whatever. Well, in the photos on the moon, after they've already landed, you see the gold shiny foil on the feet. There's not a speck of moon dust on those feet anywhere. That stuff is powdered like freaking sand. That stuff should have blown everywhere. So unless they got out there with some kind of a hoover and sucked all that up before they took a picture, something don't make sense. Now, I know the Mythbusters, which, personally, I think they are, they're bought and paid for. They're a mouthpiece for, whenever it comes to conspiracies or any of these kind of things, they debunk every one of them. Yep. And and, and I don't think they do them justice, really. I I think they're, well, they're paid to, to promote the prevailing theory they're they're not about to make waves because then there's no show (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they debunked all this moon landing hoax stuff 
and I seen it and I was not impressed. I'm sorry, I don't think they did a very good job. Like the waving flag and the, the pressure container well, they, and the, the <clears throat> shoe print. They, yeah, they did those couple things. I, I the waving flag I'd seen elsewhere, and and I guess you know some of it made sense. You know, not but I but I saw that from other people before them, but. It, I'm, there's just too many questions. There's too many problems with, you know, what they've shown, uh, their evidence. And, and why didn't we ever go back? I mean, if the moon was, if, if it was such a great thing, you know, it was an, an American achievement, which, by the way, here's another problem with it. Russia was kicking our ass every step of the way. They were the first at everything. The first rocket, the first animal, the first human, the first satellite. They beat us every step of the way. We had rockets blowing up left and right and crashing and everything. Um, uh, one of the astronauts, he was either Buzz or, or Neil. I can't. I, I want to say it was Buzz in the the limb that he was going to have to land in. There's video footage of him almost dying because he had to eject because he couldn't fly that goofy thing. And, and but his first time on the moon, he landed perfect, flawless victory. <laughs> I mean, come on. But coming from a guy who was a was a Nazi, you know, from NASA. What's his name? Uh, oh, you're thinking of uh, the the rocket guy. Yeah, um, and, and how we like Von Braun. Yeah, how our rocket, rockets weren't that great until he came along, and uh huh. Somehow everything changed. Yeah, but so so Russia kicks our butt every step of the way, but we're the first person. We're the first to land someone on the moon. I just, that was, you know, I mean, and when you think about how great Hollywood is, uh, you know, our movies are still better than everybody else's. We got the best special mm-hmm. effects, best acting, all that kind of stuff. So you know, it's not surprising that, you know, man, we're losing this space waste war. You know, we can't try to send somebody up there and have them die, you know, for live TV, for people to see it. So we'll fake it in the soundstage. That's not surprising at all. In fact, that makes total sense. <clears throat> but... Uh, because if they had plans to go anyway, mm-hmm. and they just fake it first, they're like, well, what's the harm in it? We'll just fake it now, because we plan on going there anyway. Right. You know, so, I mean, we'll just make everybody think that's first, that we were first, and it's more of an American way. Everybody's happy. The right. people are happy, because back, you know, during that time, it was all like, yeah, the, U- the U.S. and, you know, the government, you're, yeah, you know, right. doing great things. Now it's, you know, totally opposite of that. So, but here's a good reason why that I haven't, I don't hear a lot of people talk about. Maybe some, but if if the moon was such a great achievement, right? How come no one else has gone back? We haven't gone back, and no one else has tried to go the first time. Now, technology has increased immens- immensely. We've got, you know, this phone that I have right here has got, you know, what, four or five, maybe ten times the processing power that the entire spacecraft had that supposedly went to the moon. Yeah. For why? Sure. Why haven't we gone back? I mean, it, it, it's the theory is that it's either well, they got there and they were told by somebody else not to come back, or they never went at all, or they did and, and you know found you know stuff and made some kind of a secret agreement with everybody else. You know, we got to keep this secret for whatever reason. Yeah. But you know, y'all don't come flying, you know, uh, on Earth's atmosphere, you know, <laughs> where people can find out that there's aliens. And we won't come and take whatever you're mining. Well, yeah, now that's true, too. But I was thinking more along the lines of the rest of the world. Like, you know, for example, why hasn't China hasn't gone? Russia hasn't gone. But all the technology has increased. 
and you know, I mean, like us, they're talking about going back to the moon and then on to Mars, but it's going to be like 20 years. What? Y'all did it once already with duct tape and bubblegum technology, but you can't do it now? Because it supposedly takes, what, one-way trip so many years to get there? And so whoever goes up there, they have to basically... Going by what they tell us. Right, you know, of right, course, right. Obviously. They have to de- devote the rest of their life to this. Now, that's the Mars. That's the Mars trip. Okay, the yeah, moon, yeah, yeah. I, you know, just back yeah, to the moon. That's what I thought you said. Oh, well, I, well, I said, well, <laughs> both, really. You know, because uh, uh, they're supposed to go back to the moon and then on to Mars. And it's like, I mean, what's the holdup? Now, one thing we heard is that scientists recently were coming out and saying that they still haven't solved the problem of the Van Allen radiation belt. Uh, squeeze me, bacon powder, but didn't y'all do that in the 60s? With duct tape and bubblegum technology? <laughs> you made it through then. Uh, you're saying you can't do that now? They're worried about the astronaut's safety. So that just, that's really, did someone slip up there? Because that's almost like cat out the bag, big time. I haven't heard an explanation for that. That you know, If there is one, great, but I haven't heard it. It sounds like they really just, you know, dropped the ball. But I don't know. I don't think... Is it Huck? Why does that truck look dark? There's probably another one up there. Man, please tell me I haven't gone the wrong way. Cause yeah, I you've been not, following him right. Okay, because I was not... I'm rambling and I'm running my mouth. I'm not paying attention at all. Uh, that does not look like a white truck ahead of us. All right, our first paranormal anomaly, truck, uh, Huck's truck has changed colors. <laughs> kind of like our hair did. Oh. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so what do y'all think? Oh, okay, maybe it's just a shadowing. What do y'all think about the whole moon landing business? It was, it was, it was directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay. No, there wasn't enough explosions. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Uh... It's another uh, alien movie. Yeah, right? Well, I loved how in that one, speaking of Michael Bay, that one, uh, what was it? Uh, what was that one? Was it Dark of the Moon? Or They had one where the Apollo 11 mission was really yeah, that's a top what I was secret like, mission. Just that's what I was thinking get, about, too. That's what I was like, yeah. didn't, didn't Michael Bay made like that one scene with the, 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 the Transformers where they crashed their ship into the moon? <laughs> Turns out it was there the entire time, and that's what the reason why they went over there in the first place. I just find it hard to believe that all the moon dirt and dust is gray. Mm. You know, like a black and white photo. Right. With no color. Yeah, that is interesting. All of it. You know, because, you know, when they say all how all the planets formed, you know, it was a bunch of space rock, you know, and over, you know, so many millennia or whatever... They all collide and build these big old balls and then a, you know, rock ball. Right. And gravity holds it together and then a gravitational pull is there and then as it gets bigger, it pulls more. So if it's bringing random space rock, wherever that came from to begin with anyway. Right. How is it that the moon is all one color? Hmm. I never even thought about that one, dude. That's a good one. Well, that's just like Mars. I mean, they... Originally, you know, they've always said Mars was this barren, red-looking, you know, dead planet. And I remember Richard Hoagland, 
the Mars, the Face on Mars guy, talking about way back in the day when he was the CB, CBS science advisor to, to uh, Walter Cronkite. You know, he was like their science guy. Klondike? Uh, no, uh, Walter, <laughs> Walter Cronkite. There we go. I didn't get it out. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, uh, he said that he remembered when the first images came through, they were colored images, and it looked like Arizona. And they went back and were turning the monitors, turning up the gains on all the red to make it look like what we all saw. And one of the uh, the intern, one of one of the, sci- the the scientists' sons was an intern. He saw that they did that, and he went back and he fixed them all back. And I'm thinking, what's wrong? With Why did they do that? And they called him in the office, and man, tore him a new one, threatened to have them both thrown out, and it was a big deal. So they wanted to. For some reason, they wanted to promote this dead, you know, red, you know, barren planet. And the idea is that it's a trickle down. They're giving us a little bit of information at time. Drip, drip, drip. So what, back in the day, Mars is lifeless, waterless, mm-hmm. red, and dead. Now what do we know today? If you see images today, you see blue sky. You see a reddish brown. It's not the same... I mean, the sky was red in the old photos. were like red. They, they did a filter over it, you know? Yeah. And and for years they said, no water, no water. Oh, well, we got some ice caps. Oh, we found some water. Oh, now we got running water. What? That's why there's that internet meme that shows, you know, uh, NASA, you know, uh, saying uh, something about something to Mars, you know. Uh, we can't make it. It's, it's too far away. And Mars says, I'm wet. NASA says, I'll be right over. <laughs> yeah. Seen that one? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I it's that freaking one. hilarious. So, and that's and that's kind of the the way they're acting. You know, oh, there's water. Oh, we're running over there. But you know, all this time, you know, they said there's no water, there's no ice, there's no nothing. Well, people like Richard Hovland and others have been saying there was water on Mars due to the photographic images that they've been analyzing. They've been saying it for decades. So, there's some kind of of withholding of information, clearly. That's been going on for probably thousands of years. Honestly, I mean, if we want to get if we want to get serious about this, it's not just our modern age. Information has been withheld to the masses forever. I mean, back back when the Catholic Church, when they when they ruled with an iron fist, you were not allowed to have a Bible and read it. You couldn't even if you couldn't even translate it into the language. I mean, they'd burn your best at the stake. I mean, they, they didn't mess around. They wanted to have total, that's control. If you've got all the knowledge, you got all the control. That comes with all the power and the wealth and everything else. So by doing that, no one could read the Bible and see that, that it's a, the Bible speaks of a personal, you know, relationship, you and God. You don't have to go through some mediator. Well, now you fast forward to now, and science is the new religion. Science is the new religion, and these people are dogmatic. They are—it's insane the way they run things, and they're not even scientific. The the people today that call themselves scientists, they are not scientific because they per- push and promote and cram theories down our throats with no evidence to back any of it up. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing, and everybody just swallows it because they don't really know any better. They've been programmed 
You know, so that's why when people like us, when we question, just raise the question about the earth. Well, is it really a ball? Is this really a heliocentric universe? Where's the evidence? Sit down and shut up. We'll tell you what to think and what to believe. And and their science, again, it's all theory. It's the theory of evolution, the theory of this, the theory of that. But they never produce any facts. There's never any concrete evidence. It's a religion. If you if it takes if you have to believe it, it takes faith. It's a religion. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, but uh, they've managed to. They're they're just the new Catholic Church. You know, they're the new <laughs> dominant religion that is in control. But how much of it can we prove anyway? Exactly. How much can we prove? I mean, that's why if I like my model question everything and believe very little. If you believe only things that you can prove yourself, not what someone else tells you, not what NASA or not what the, you know, the priest or not what, you know, the internet. If you believe only what you can prove with your own senses, sight, sound, smell, you know, what science used to be, right? Coming up with a theory, testing that theory, repeating that theory, there's your science fact. There, That's proven. You know, electricity runs to this outlet. If I take this paper clip and I stick it in a... It's going to shock me. It's a theory. Let's try it. Ah! Yep, it worked. Let's try it again. Ah! Yep, worked again, fact. You know, and that's that's the, the the basic foundation of the scientific method. They, It's like they don't do that no more. They come up with a theory. They base their entire, you know, life around it. And then they push it down everybody's throats. And that's what it, that's what I see. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I believe in science. You, yeah, <laughs> science is the new religion. Well, then yeah. like like you you seen the um, he's a Scientologist. You seen you seen uh, Star Trek, right? Oh, the, we're gonna the, get sued now. Great, John. You seen a, <laughs> Star Trek, right? The, the new ones. You ain't looked into that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You see like Star Trek, right? The new ones, right? The new movies. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you know that one scene when the the the, the ship the uh, the ship comes up out of the water. Those natives see that ship. Yes. And they make a sign like that's the religion. Yep, they whatever. drop their their ancient religious text and start yeah. and they draw the ship. And, and it has yeah. me has me thinking like maybe back then like you know back then you know how like the old natives you know they, they interpreted what they saw you know what they saw you know. <laughs> that's the ancient astronaut yeah. theory right there. Well, you know that idea comes from cargo cults, the modern version of that. Have you ever heard of a cargo cult? Nah. Okay, you're gonna love this because it's exactly what you just described but it's here on good old planet Earth, right? Um, back in, I want to say it was World War II. I'm, I'm not positive, but there were um, islands that our military, you know, would land on. They would build bases, and they would take up residence, you know, during the war. And there were all these uh, ancient cultures that still lived there, still in their, you know, loincloth and their bone and stone tool, and they're very... You know, they're, I mean, they're like still living in the ancient past. Um, they're seeing all these men with their tr- with their uniforms and they they got all these weapons. And then the, this plane, this giant metal bird flies by and drops, you know, boxes full of food. And they, as, as kind of a, you know, thank you to letting us use your island, even though we can do it anyway, you know, you know, they would give them food, you know, cans of, you know, beans and whatever. And so when they, when the war was over and they closed up shop and left, 
the, all the natives were like, you know, what happened to the gods? What happened to the giant metal bird that brought us food? We liked that when that happened. We would like that happen again. So they turned to their priest and was like, dude, quit slacking. Come on, man. What's the deal? So they, they actually made mock uniforms. They made giant straw planes. And they would do these rituals trying to get the, the gods to come back, the big metal bird and all these other people <laughs> with the food to come back. They felt like they had angered the gods or, you know, um, disrespected them in some way. So they left. They wanted them to come back. And that's where you get the cargo cult idea. And that is the ancient astronaut theory in modern times at work right there where you could see it. That's crazy. I mean, because you picture, what is that? That's a deer. Yeah. Nice. Um, where's Sasquatch at? <laughs> but yeah, that's what, I'm saying, what in your brain, if you see something, you know, maybe not today in modern times, it's a right. little bit different, but you know, what in your brain tells you that just because you see something you've never seen before, that it's a higher power and you should start to worship that? Now, that's an interesting thought all in and of itself. I mean, where does that idea come from? Yeah. where Initially. Where did, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. It's probably something in your brain. But what tells you, hey, this is, um, this is better than I am, you know, well, what <laughs> bow they would down. Say, and, the way I understand it is... There was there was a time in our ancient past where there were godlike beings among us, right? And they were here from the very beginning, possibly. And that that memory has stayed with us, even if it's encoded in our DNA, right? So when you look at uh, three three things that we still seem to be fascinated with as as human beings on planet Earth here, we, we're fascinated with. Uh, worshiping of, of some kind of a god, we have a fascination, uh, a love of gold, and we practice slavery. So, gold, slavery, worship of gods, these things have been going on like since the beginning, thousands of years. Um, and I think that that answers a lot. Are we here yet? Is this? No, this ain't it. No, we're almost here though. Oh, we're almost here. Ooh, almost to Ghost Road. Hmm. All right, so I think we did. That was a pretty good podcast. Anybody want to wrap it up? Close it out. Uh, or say a shout out to my homegirl. Uh, yeah. Peace. Thanks to you two for word up. Yada yada. I'm trying to drive here. You got excuse me. Be like, damn, Daniel. <laughs> Are you trying Back to give a hand. shout out to little Snoopy? <laughs> little Snoopy, yeah. little Snoopy, that. Pull my, pull my, off from the homies. Thanks for our, our guest here, Mr. G Spot. <laughs> yeah, he's. I, I'm guessing he's way tired of that nickname. What, what name? I have a lot of nicknames. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I share about my Ray Booty son. <laughs> It was all in your mind. It was all in your mind. It was all in your mind. It was all in your mind.